Clearly, the scriptures today uh, lift up hospitality as one of the most important things to the Jewish community, but also Filipinos, Latinos, Latins, uh, the German Americans, uh, probably every culture. Hospitality is just a really important thing. I know if people came over to our house and brought somebody unexpected, we didn't say, oh, there's not a place for you. We said, come on in, squeeze in, we'll make it work. Uh, because that's what you do with hospitality. And people who know that are willing to do the extra work. However, we hear uh, something that probably every one of us had said at some point in our life, uh, and maybe our kids are doing it right now. You say, go on, clean up your room, you two. And they both go in there, but only one does the cleaning. And pretty soon you hear, Mom, Mom, that's not fair. I'm doing everything. Make my sister help me. Does anyone say that out there? Hmm, yes, uh-huh. No, hands go up. Got it. Well, we get some interesting scripture today, and, and, and this is right at the focus of it. Um, this is very straightforward. We're in ordinary time. That's what the green is. And I really like ordinary time because it keeps hitting us with the living of the gospel and, and asking us to look at what the gospel can do to us, how it can transform us. And I think the next several weeks, it's all about being transformed by the Word of God. So here's the scene. But before we get into it, I want to take you through a little exercise with me. So humor me, okay? Humor me. Uh, we've all seen those old uh, silent movies or even updated ones where there's a villain and then there's the, the hero. So in comes the villain, snidely whiplash, curling his mustache. <laughs> and the whole audience goes... Boo! Can I hear it from you? Boo! Snidely whiplash! Boo! And then it goes on and it says, and here comes Honest Bob, the hero of our show. Yay! Come on, let me hear it for Honest Bob. You're not humoring me. One more time. Snidely whiplash! Boo! Honest Bob. Believe it or not, that's what the gospel does today. It's amazing. Jesus comes to this house of Martha and Mary, and it actually it looks like it's one of the first time he meets them from the, from the wording. But anyway, he goes in the house, and Martha, she's our hero. She's doing all the work of hospitality all by herself. Yay, Martha! Right? She's doing her hospitality. She's doing the right thing. She's making sure her guests are fed and they have drink, and she's taking care of every need. She's the hero. While her lazy sister Mary sits on her katush at the feet of Jesus and just listens to him. Now, that's what it sounds like. But let me tell you, this is a radical story. Radical. Women could not do what she did. They could not sit at the feet of the master. Get in the kitchen. That's where you belong. Sorry, ladies, but that's, that was culturally at that time. And in fact, even right now in the Middle East, there are countries where women can't go to school, especially when the Taliban came back. Close those schools for women. They can't be educated. That's just the reality. So Mary was breaking all the norms. She shouldn't have been there. But she was. But the best part of the story is that Jesus evaluates what's going on. You would think he would have stood up for Martha. Mary, you hear your sister. Come on, get moving. Come on, help her out. Poor thing's doing everything. But he doesn't. He turns and says, 
Martha, Martha, you're anxious about many things, and you should be. You're doing all the hospitality. But check it out. Mary, your sister, has chosen the better part. And what was Mary doing that was the better part? She was there opening her spirit, her mind, her heart, her faith, her life to the Word of God that came to her through Jesus Christ. She sat at his feet to absorb. She even broke the norms that were the norms of the day. And this is, by the way, Luke, who only would tell a story like this, He's nicknamed several things, uh, the gospel of compassion, the gospel of women, because he puts women in proper places and in places where they are really open to God in ways that it just wasn't done that way. But Mary chose the better part. For whatever reason, uh, she must have just heard the opening words of Jesus and was just aghast. And she fell at his feet and just listened, just completely mesmerized. And you know, the scripture, I think, Luke is very careful when he writes. He's not just telling a, a cute story or even a radical story. He's telling our story. Because what Luke is asking us is to be a Mary, to truly come before Jesus, sit at his feet, and listen, open, be receptive. When I was in the seminary, and um, especially when we got into theological studies and would study the scriptures, we were always cautioned and encouraged to do something before we even started reading the Scriptures. We were cautioned and encouraged to pray, to pray for openness, to pray that we would be ready so that our attitude was we get the book, we get the Scriptures ready, but we say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Spirit of God, fill me. Open my heart. Help me to hear and understand. Help me to ready my heart to receive your word so that you can transform me by the power and the grace and the love of your word. Amen. Now we're ready. And without that preparation, we're reading words, reading stories. Not that we can't be faithful there, but, but to prepare the spirit, to sit at the feet of Jesus is a posture that's different. To sit at the feet and then listen. So today, as, as we deepen our entrance into this ordinary time, here we are, the 16th century Sunday. We're about halfway through ordinary time until we get to Advent again. We're here listening to what it is that God wants to do to us. He wants to speak to our hearts. I believe it. The Word of God is meant to be transformational. The Word of God is meant to form our spirit and our lives and our minds and open us so that something new can happen, that we can discover perhaps a new way of life. I've recently uh, found a website, and I, I may make it available to everyone if I can. Um, it's a formation for catechists, I think from Philadelphia or somewhere. Uh, but what I liked about it was the way that it spoke about formation. Uh, that, that to go through this catechetical preparation, it wasn't just to get a bunch of facts or teachings of the church. It was to be formed by it. And I think how the Word of God does form us. For example, if we come before the cross, especially in Luke, and if we just happen to open up to this passage where Jesus is hanging on the cross, he's been spit upon and stripped and beaten and mocked and ridiculed, crown of thorns, etc., 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 and then he says these words, Father, forgive them, they know not what they do. Now, we might say, wow, 
That's pretty impressive. But it's not meant to impress us. It's meant to form us, to transform us, so that we can hear in those words, words that we might say, so that instead of being a people that hold on to grudges and can never forgive, that we can, uh, we can, we can um, absolve and forgive our, our accusers and those who in some way would wish to harm us. Because if we don't, what will happen? We get hardened into this unforgiving stance, this, this position, this arrogant position that we will never forgive them because they were wrong and I was right. What a beautiful way to live. They were wrong and I was right. But the Word of God comes to us and says, really? Look at this man. Look at what happened. And he found somehow in his spirit forgiveness and love in the face of all of that. This word is transformational. This word is meant to make us different. It behooves us, like Mary, to be like Mary and sit at the feet of Jesus.